Do you need help protecting your finances as you enter retirement? David Dickens of KC Financial Advisors has got you covered. Welcome to the Cover Your Assets KC podcast. It's another edition of Cover Your Assets KC. Walter Storholt here alongside David Dickens, President, Wealth Advisor at KC Financial Advisors. And on today's show, one of our favorite subjects, we're going to be talking about Roth IRAs. But in this new context of, is a Roth conversion a good thing in a bear market? Or is it something to run away from, be wary of? We're going to ask all those important questions, plus give you a reset of what exactly is a Roth IRA. So this will be a great primer if you're up to date on Roth IRAs, but putting it into today's context. Or if you're new to the whole world of Roths and conversions and those kinds of things, uh, well, then this will be a great scene setter for you as well. So we're going to serve everybody on today's episode. David, it is great to be with you. Uh, we are both fanning ourselves as it is uh, you know, just uh, a very, very hot day as we record today's podcast. But I hope you're hydrated enough and ready for a good episode. I got a big thing of water sitting right next to me, so I think I'm ready. Same. If you if you hear a slight delay in a response, it's because we're just you know we have a an extra swig we're trying to down between questions and answers here. So that'll uh, that'll be the day. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about this, David. And like I said, in case somebody's brand new to this whole conversation, let's talk a little bit about what is a Roth conversion. Why are they so important? So much, in fact, that we have a little sounder, a little jingle that we play whenever we talk about Roth conversions. Uh, although we're not going to be talking about Roth, uh, you know, Sounders playing on today's episode, David, because it would just play the whole time. So we're going to save that one today. <laughs> I like that. All right. So, so a Roth conversion is mere is nothing more than taking money out of your IRA, which of course is tax deferred, and putting it into a Roth IRA, which is tax free. And the only price of admission is that you have to pay the tax now. So. The only, and the only reason you would do that is because you think your tax rate in the future will be higher than it is today. Who can do one? Anybody can do one. You're probably aware as a listener that there are certain income limitations as to whether you can contribute to a Roth IRA. But anybody can do a Roth conversion. So Bill Gates, if he has an IRA, he can move money out of his IRA into his Roth if he's willing to pay the tax today, how much can he do? There aren't any limits. You can pay as much as you can stand based on the income tax you're going to owe on this Roth conversion. And like I said, Bill Gates, it, there are no income limits as to how much you've made this year. Can I still do one? Nope. You can do one regardless of age or income. You can do it in any amount as long as you pay the tax. So that's, that's kind of what a Roth conversion is. The main reasons why you would want to have a Roth in the first place are, well, there aren't any required distributions out of Roths. So for instance, everybody knows that when you get to be 72 years old, the IRS comes knocking on your, on your door and say, hey, you have to start taking money out of your IRA so we can tax it. And uh, with a Roth IRA, there is no such thing as a required minimum distribution. They're terrific inheritance vehicles. <laughs> for your heirs. So if you're worried about your heirs in inheriting something that's super tax efficient, well, the Roth is way superior to basically any other thing that they can inherit other than maybe life insurance proceeds. All growth, all withdrawals, everything is tax free out of a Roth. And why you might want to do one now is because you know what your tax rate is now. 
But honestly, none of us have any real idea what our tax rate is going to be 10 years into the future, because we don't know what Congress is going to do about trying to fill this $30 trillion hole of a deficit that we've built up. And, you know, it's getting tough out there. So Congress is likely going to come looking for more tax revenue over the next decade or two or three. And the only people they're going to get that from are people with money. And a whole lot of our retirement money is locked up in IRA accounts. And one way I like to describe IRA accounts is if you think you have a million dollar IRA, well, you don't because the IRS has at least a 25% claim on that from taxes. And if you happen to live in Missouri or Kansas, you get to send some money to Topeka and Jeff City as well. So you probably have your million dollar IRA. It might be 700,000 for you and 300,000 for them. And that's if tax rates don't go up. So that's why I think this is an important topic for today. Extremely important. Makes a lot of sense, David. So uh, if a, a listener is tuning into the show today, I mean, is the simple answer just, hey, I can save money on taxes? That's the why somebody would want to do a, a Roth conversion? If you're convinced that your tax rate is going to be the same or higher in the future, then you are either indifferent or better off by making a Roth conversion today. If, however, your taxes are going to be lower in the future, then you should leave the money in a tax-deferred IRA and pay the taxes later. So it's really as simple as that. That's the exact same calculation you'd go through to decide whether you're going to do a Roth 401k at your office or just a regular 401k. Well, when I take the money out, is my tax rate going to be higher or lower than it is today? And if it's going to be higher, you should do the traditional. If it's going to be lower, you should do the raw. And reading of the tea leaves seems to indicate that, you know, uh, tax rates are going to be higher for a lot of us potentially in the future. If just a couple of current tax cuts that are in place get trimmed, that would be a big difference maker, right? That is exactly right. So those are the exact tea leaves that I'm reading as well. The Trump tax cuts expire in January of 2026 unless Congress does something to extend them. And my bet is that Congress is going to drag their feet in every possible way and blame the other guy for saying, well, here's why we couldn't extend those tax breaks for everybody. And they're going back to where they were. So if you find yourself in the 10 or 12% bracket, well, your bracket's going to 15. If you find yourself in the 22 or 24% bracket, well, you're going to 25 and on up from there. That's if they do nothing. And if they actually take action to raise taxes, well, they're going higher than, than what I just mentioned. Makes a lot of sense, David. So then this it leads to kind of the big question of the day. Why does a, or does it in the first place, a bear market help with a, kind of another box to check in whether a Roth conversion is a good idea or not? With this recent downcline in the market that we've seen, does that make it more convincing to go out and do a Roth conversion? Yeah, so it does. So, so last week we talked about a tax harvesting strategy that you can use. And the important thing to me is there are things to do. Every market environment gives you an opportunity. It's just whether you're aware of it and whether you're actually going to take advantage of it. So the opportunity here is converting, let's call them growth assets. You probably have some stock-based ETFs or maybe some actual individual stocks in your IRA. And they are now down 
they're worth a lot less than they were on January 1st of this year. So the S&P itself, after today's nice juicy downturn, is down about 22% year to date. And the NASDAQ is off about 34% year to date. Well, if you own Netflix or Amazon or basically any of those commonly owned stocks, they're down at least that much, probably more. So what you're doing by doing a Roth conversion during a bear market is that you're converting more shares of a particular holding for the exact same tax bill that you might have paid in January. So I'm going to go through an example here in just a minute, but that's the premise. I'm converting more shares, which if your outlook is these shares are going to be worth a lot 10 years from now, then what you'd be doing is converting more shares at today's lower prices, such that all of the recovery gains and all of the future gains are tax-free. That's the whole point. That's a big difference and a big gain opportunity for a lot of folks. And this is a kind of another example I think I mentioned on a previous show, David, uh, not in this particular context, but it was kind of like uh, market timing that's not market timing. This is another thing where timing can be done in the financial world without all of that risk of market timing that we know we kind of warn against from time to time. Exactly. This, As long as the market is higher three, four, five, ten years from now than it is today, then this is basically a freebie that the market is just giving you. If you're prone, if you're inclined to do Roth conversions anyway, then what this example is going to, I hope, convince you to do is not wait till December. I don't know where the market's going to be in December, but my guess is that it's going to be maybe the same or higher than it is right now. So if you're waiting for the market to recover before you do a Roth conversion, you're thinking about it exactly the opposite. So, so here's an example. Uh, this particular couple is married filing joint. They're already retired, but they're pretty new into their retirement. Their income is a little over hundred grand. So after their standard deduction, their marginal tax bracket is 12%, but they're really, really close to the 22% bracket. Well, what they also know is that in 2026, when the Trump tax cuts expire, their 12% bracket is going to 15 and their, their soon-to-be 22% bracket is going to 25. They also know, so right now their, their income comes from um, a couple of Social Securities, a pension, and a, and a little bit of other scattered monies. But they're not really taking much money out of their IRAs, which is pretty big. But they know that once they turn 72, required minimum distributions are going to start. And they're going to be, because the IRS is going to make them take starting at about 3.7% of the balance and go and percentage goes higher each year, the IRS is going to force them into the 25% bracket basically forever or higher until, or once their RMDs start. So they have a little window here where they might be doing Roth conversions anyway, and this bear market is really going to help them. So with that as the kind of the, the example setup, that's the couple we're working with here. Why is it better now? Well, they were going to convert $90,000 of an IRA into a Roth this year anyway. What they were going to do, Walter, is they were going to max out. So they're in the very high 12% bracket. So the next bracket up is 22%. And all they were going to do, 
since they know that once their required distributions start at age 72, they know they're going to be in the 25% bracket. They're going to choose to pay this Roth conversion tax right now in the 22% bracket, saving themselves at least 3% tax. And that's if Congress doesn't raise taxes in the future. It's also going to keep them just underneath this Medicare surcharge income limit, which is, I didn't, I didn't look it up or write it down, but it's about 180 grand for a married couple. So they're going to max out their 22% bracket without using the Medi- uh, invading the Medicare surcharge. So in January, let's just say that this couple had, had an S&P 500 ETF in their uh, IRA. And on January 1st or 2nd, that was trading at you know, right around 450 bucks a share. They would have uh, converted 200 shares of that, which is about 90 grand. And frankly, they'd have been pretty happy to do that. But right now, the S&P, that SPY ETF, isn't trading at 450 bucks a share anymore. It's trading at $380 a share. It's down 20 or 22%. So instead of converting that 200 shares at 450 bucks, they can now convert 237 shares at 380 bucks. They're doing the same economic transaction that they would have happily done in January for 90 grand, except that now, since the market's down, they're not converting 200 shares of their um, S&P exchange-traded fund or mutual fund, not 200 shares. Now they get to exchange 237 shares. So that the appreciation that they are convinced is going to come once this stock market storm is over, well, they're going to get tax-free appreciation on 37 more shares than they would have otherwise gotten. And they're still recognizing a $90,000 withdrawal from their IRA. They're still paying taxes on that at 22%. They're just converting more shares. Makes a lot of sense, David. So just they're seeing that awesome opportunity and then uh, just changing what would have been their game plan uh, already to just take advantage even more of what's in front of them now. Exactly. And and let's say that these people are super good do-it-yourselfers and they say, you know what, we've got those, those um, S&P shares, but I mean, S&P is down 22, but Apple is down a lot more or NVIDIA is down a lot more than that or Google or you know, whatever that Amazon, whatever that stock is that you say, man, if I get a chance to buy that on sale. So all you're doing in that instance is selling those S&P 500 shares, converting them to cash, moving the cash into your Roth IRA, paying the tax, and then using that tax to buy any, any share of any of those companies. That's not a recommendation, by the way. But any shares that you follow that you say, boy, these things are way cheaper than the S&P. I wish I could buy those and have them tax-free gains. Well, that's an option too. So, so Walter, what if they wait? If they say, oh, I heard this guy on a podcast in June, but I don't know, I got busy and, and blah, blah. And all of a sudden it's December 1st. And let's just say that by December 1st, inflation's not running at 83 8. 8.4, 8.6% anymore. It's at 6% and it's falling. Not fast enough for any of us, but it's falling. And the Federal Reserve Bank, they've now raised, you know, four more times. And they're in pause mode. And the midterms are over and, 
and gridlock looks like it's arrived at DC. The, you know, the Republicans have taken either the House or the Senate or maybe both, which has been a really good combination for a uh, stock market over the last hundred years. So they look back and say, oh, the stock market bottomed in October and now we've had a six or eight or 10 or 12% rally. Well, all they've done, the, the S&P has recovered maybe half or two thirds of its loss. And that S&P 500 ETF is now back to 425 bucks a share. All they've done is they've waited, not necessarily too long, but the smartest thing would have been to do it back in June because the recovery that they've seen, most of that recovery is going to be in a tax deferred asset. IRS still has a claim. Where back in June, after they heard this podcast, they could have said, hey, let's convert to tax-free so all of the recovery will be tax-free. So this would be so simple if I or anyone else knew exactly where the market was going to be in July or August or September or December, but we don't. So you don't want to get too hung up with the uh, market timing discussion that you brought up 10 or 15 minutes ago. What I think you want to do is take advantage of a gift that the market has just given us when everything is 20 or 30% lower in price than it was in on December 31st of this past year. And it's a gift for your Roth conversions. And if you listen to last week's podcast, it can also be a gift for some uh, tax loss harvesting. So it's kind of to wrap it up, Walter. Nobody likes... <laughs> nobody I know likes to lose money and nobody really likes bear markets. It's kind of grueling to have the market go down. I mean, last Thursday, the market was down more than 2%. And last Friday, the market was down another more than 2%. And today it's down in more than another 2%. So it gets pretty grueling, but there are opportunities uh, like we discussed last week, like we've discussed this week by keeping your eye on the long game, on the long-term accumulation of wealth for yourself and your family, there are opportunities in all markets. You just have to know where to look. And uh, some great suggestions of where to look on today's show. If you are not a confident do-it-yourselfer, or even if you are, and it would be helpful to still have an expert help guide you through some of these things. Uh, I know a lot of people are raising their hands in those categories there, David. Uh, don't hesitate to reach out and ask some questions to David. A little bit more about your situation. Is a Roth conversion right for you? How specifically you can take advantage of Roth conversions in a bear market? David can put everything in the context of your particular plan. Uh, you can set up that time to chat by dialing 913-317-1414 or go online to coveryourassetskc.com and get in touch through the website. And we'll have David's contact info in the description of today's show so you can find it easily. David, great uh, podcast today. Appreciate you tackling this topic. And uh, a little bit of silver lining, a little bit of good news there about a bear market uh, because we know the headlines are always doom and gloom, but you're always looking out for maybe some positivity in the world. So I greatly appreciate that. Yep, lots of opportunities. You just got to know where to look. Uh, next week, by the way, we're doing some, uh, I've gotten a really, a couple of really interesting listener questions about the podcast last week. We may harvest a couple from this one. And so we're going to do a round of uh, listener questions next week. And those are always super fun. So I hope that's an enjoyable podcast as well. 
Looking forward to that one. You can always submit questions to the mailbag by emailing David. It's ddickens at kcfa.com, the address to submit those questions. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll talk to you next time with that listener question edition of the show right back here on Cover Your Assets KC. Investment advisory services offered through ChangePath LLC, a registered investment advisor. ChangePath LLC and KC Financial Advisors are separate companies.